The Boundless Pursuit Podcast is proudly sponsored by Built Wild DNA. Fuel your day on the water in a constructive and healthy way. Energy and fitness supplements designed with the outdoorsman in mind. Get your physicality in line with your mentality and maximize your time on the water. Use promo code BOUNDLESSPURSUIT for 10% off of your next order at BuiltWildDNA.com. Welcome to Boundless Pursuit, a weekly podcast providing motivation, entertainment, and education to anglers and outdoorsmen. I hope that the stories you'll find here will encourage you to chase your passion more fervently, to open your mind to new opportunities and perspectives. Your engagement and feedback is critical to the growth of this show, and I would love to hear your suggestions on topics or potential guests. You can reach me at boundlesspursuitfishing at gmail.com or at my website, www.boundless-pursuit.com. That's where you'll find all related articles, media, and merchandise. Please remember, the show will gain traction from your support. Be sure to like, comment, and share this podcast to your friends and connections. I'm your host, David Graham. Now let's get on to today's episode. So, first time doing something like this, uh, obviously, if you've listened to any of these episodes, you know, normally I've got a guest on the show to expand on their interest and their experiences, but today I'm going to expand a little on my own. Now, this was pre-recorded, but I had to do this because I just wanted to capture some thoughts beforehand because at the time of this podcast release, I should be somewhere in the middle of the Amazon rainforest on remote stretches of the Essequibo River. And I'm probably doing a lot of this for myself, almost like some sort of audio journal entry. But at the same time, I think it's going to give maybe a quick glimpse into my mindset, uh, my background as an angler. But I also think that I may speak for a lot of people who probably come from the same line of thought or maybe in the same place just mentally uh, in their journey as an angler or outdoorsman. Right now, just on the cusp of such a trip. And, you know, there's just so many thoughts and emotions swirling for me right now just at the thought of being on the cusp of such a trip. You just have to understand my background and development as an angler, an outdoorsman, and just as a man. This trip for me, more than any other on the face of the earth has been so critical to my interest in the outdoors. And for me, it was images of the Amazon rainforest that first sparked an interest in the outdoors so many years ago. And in those images, that like seed was sown into my conscience and stayed as a brewing interest and a fascination for my entire life. Just the thought of the Amazon. I mean, it's an environment and an experience that I think transcends just fishing for me. It's one where my interest in the outdoors was really spawned, I think. And every venture that I've had into the wilderness, I believe, was just an attempt, maybe subconsciously, to simulate that experience or to get as close to it as I could. And I think I was always sort of knowing that one day I would try to get there. Or maybe I should say here, because again, as I speak or as you listen to this, I am presently living this dream. I'm there. And my whole agenda as an angler or my real focus 
is seeking opportunities to feel small. And as weird as it might sound, I think somewhere in my why for fishing, you know, people will ask me, why do you like fishing? I just, I don't even know how to answer it. But I think somewhere in there, my agenda as an angler or my real focus is seeking opportunities to feel small, as crazy as that sounds, to feel like a kid, like I'm little or I'm insignificant. I want so deeply and desperately to stand before something awe-inspiring and unique. And for me, natural wonders really generate that more than anything else. So for one, I want to bury my feet in the soil of the Amazon forest, get that dirt between my toes, under my nails, as a way to finally answer that call. But also just as an angler, it's my first step outside of the confines of the continental U.S. It's my first time abroad. So I look at it sort of like a measuring point or a battleground to really take what I've learned all these years and stack it against some really sensational fish. I have always felt a greater sense of value in my fishing experiences when I ventured further away from home where I went beyond the confines of my own familiarity, somewhere that I can and will be proven wrong, humbled, and forced into introspect. I need to always be circling the rim of failure, as crazy as that might sound. I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not there. I've got more to learn. And for me, those are just the places to reset and be reminded of the need to keep learning and developing. I love my home, my home waters, and the familiar settings of local waters. But to me, they've just been a springboard into the unfamiliar and into those places further away from home. I appreciate what my home waters represent to me just as a foundational building block to greater endeavors and ventures further out. That, to me, is what home waters represent. And I feel very, very deeply that we're called to do this as men. It's part of the fabric of our DNA and our instinct to leave home and wander. And it's sad to me when I see those who have suppressed that voice and deprived themselves the opportunity to get away. And a lot of times it's like we put these limitations on us that are entirely self-imposed, either by way of our own physical incapability and piss poor health or financial barriers that have been essentially placed by a culmination of bad life decisions or an inability to cut costs and wasteful lifestyles. And I say this because I myself have limited myself from making this kind of trip much earlier than now, but I'm here now. I'm here. And as far as the trip itself, just from an angling standpoint, I never wanted to let the cat out of the bag too soon and get talking about this way ahead of time. But this trip here, this location, has been worked towards for the majority of my life. And those closest to my inner circle, my very small circle, know how much this means to me. And only now that I'm actually standing in the middle of the rainforest, right now again, am I willing to really expand on that. And just to give some context and history and the relevance of how meaningful all this is to me, I think it was around 1995 when I first heard of the Arapaima. I would have been around eight or nine years old at the time. Already deeply fascinated with wildlife, I always drifted to the animal books and the depictions of wildlife in our classrooms. I would daydream of this stuff, sometimes at the expense of my own GPA. And I remember playing a game on the school computer called the Amazon Trail, which was obviously inspired by the more recognized Oregon Trail. You know, it was a similar adventure learning game, and we had it installed on one of those giant 
box computers during social studies. Some of you in my age bracket or older probably remember that. But in that game, you could like harpoon food to survive. And one of those was the Piraruku, otherwise known as the Arapaima. There was just enough left to the imagination at the sight of those, you know, terribly pixelated animations that I looked into it a little bit further. And an animal like that, a fish like that, really speaks to the imagination of anyone, I think, with a soul, upwards of nine feet long, hundreds of pounds, a dragon-esque cross between a reptile and a fish. What an animal. And for a kid like me and where my fascinations lied, it was enough to keep me up at night. But, you know, you think of the Amazon experience just as a whole, the birds, the reptiles, the amphibians, the plants, incredible, colorful biodiversity, the most pristine wilderness on the face of the earth. I think most kids at some stage of their life get excited at the sight of animals. But for many, unfortunate as it is, I think that that fascination kind of gradually fades away or that interest gets buried and covered by the hustle and bustle of their adult life and all the artificial man-made obstacles that we placed so much value on. Societal status makers, big buildings, houses, cars, food, man-made luxury comforts that separate us further and further from the way that the earth looked when it was first set into motion in the day of creation. And so deeply down inside of the fibers of who I am, all I want to do is get closer to the way that things look when God said, let there be light. To stand in earth's hills and valleys, to me, is standing in the proverbial dermal ridges of God's own fingerprints. That's what this means to me. I just personally, on a core level, feel a much deeper spiritual connection to everything when I'm further and further away from the man-made and from the artificial, when I get closer to the way things looked in the beginning. I hope that that makes this make sense a little bit. And surely I'm not only speaking for myself. I, I imagine a lot of people share the same sentiment. And for me, I owe my interest in fishing heavily to my brothers. I'm the youngest of three boys. Both of my brothers played a critical role in my interest in fishing. At the very least, just facilitating opportunities for me to go out there, to hop on the pegs of their bikes and ride to the local creek, or sit shotgun in their new cars when they learned how to drive and just wanted an excuse to get behind the wheel. And maybe my brothers weren't always the most nurturing, but they took me. They put me out there. And sometimes, even if I didn't want to, they didn't exactly let it be an option. Or if it was an option, it was between that or getting my ass kicked. And so what makes this trip a little more special is that I'm being joined on this trip by my brother, Matt. And so having him there is really meaningful to me. It's kind of like coming full circle with a lot of things in a way. Back where my interest in the outdoors was peaked and yet facilitated by an older brother that was willing to let his little brother tag along. And while Travis, my oldest brother, may not be along for this ride, I really think that our experiences chasing alligator gar all those years may have been some of the best training and preparation I could have asked for. Now, Travis was always the best fishing partner that I had in those early adventures. 100% willing and down to adventure, optimistic to a fault. And I'm sure that he and I will share the water again in future trips, that's for sure. But that's just where I'm at today as an angler. I use fishing today merely as an excuse to immerse myself in those natural things without being totally unfocused or completely without task. 
The task now is just taking a lifetime of angling experience and passion and putting it towards a host of unique fishing targets. The peacock bass, the payara, various species of catfish, some of which can grow twice my own size or more. And of course, the piruruku or arapaima. That for me, on a global scale, is the number one freshwater fish on the planet. That for me, that's the one. And a lot of people have seen these fish. A lot of well-to-do sport fishermen have traveled and caught them. I'm not looking to do something that's never been done, but it's certainly something that's not done as often as it ought to be. I have marveled at photos of these fish for years, often caught by intrepid anglers with a massive budget and a tremendous experience under their belt. Whether they be unburdened by finances at the benefit of sponsored travel or so well-traveled that perhaps the value of the experience isn't quite as intense. And that's not to take away from anyone else's experience. Everyone who travels had to have a first step, and this is mine. It's my first, and it excites me beyond measure or description because I genuinely feel like it's setting in motion a whole new set of adventures. It's like a rebirth, like starting all over again. And I've benefited from experience and ambition in the United States for some amazing fish. Alligator gar, white sturgeon, gulf sturgeon, tarpon, sharks, goliath grouper. Just big game species. Countless unique fish species and experiences. But always knowing that I needed to stay humble, small, and proactive in searching for new opportunities to feel small and free of a ceiling. I think, to me, one of the great mysteries of fishing is why do anglers self-impose limitations? Why do they get to certain rungs of a ladder and assume it stops there? To settle on trout, bass, snook, whatever. Why are we settling? There's just no telling how this thing goes. But again, that's sort of speaking judgment over other people. But that's just not me. This, to me, is like an endless adventure. There's no final destination in fishing. There's just, you get to the next level and you just continue to look up. You look back and you appreciate your home waters and the foundation that that set to set in motion everything that comes after. And there's no telling how this thing goes. I kind of feel like I'm jinxing myself or running that risk just to pre-record this message. I could very easily come all this way, have spent all this money And all this time preparing only to see my dream fish shake free at my fingertips. Ultimate haunting failure. But just the same, I may very well come back from this trip with an enriched, reinvigorated spirit and a hyper-driven passion for fishing at a new level, a new starting ground. And so I guess I'll look really silly if I come back and I fail to deliver. But that's just the way it is, I guess. And so this is just a log of my own thoughts. It's something that I can check back in on to get a glimpse of where my head was at during what I imagine is a pretty significant time in my experience as an angler. And so as a listener, take from this what you will. But beyond my own self-serving aspirations to do these trips, I'd really love to signal some sort of rallying call to other anglers that are out there to take aim at similar opportunities, to get uncomfortable, and to do something big or just different. So anyway, I thank you for listening. Those that have been listening to the Boundless Pursuit podcast, I do intend to record something similar about the trip itself once I return, for sure, a recap. And so, of course, there's going to be photos. I imagine I'll do a blog over at the website just to put some thoughts and stuff on paper. 
uh, you know, for me, that's where I think I probably collect my thoughts a little better or a little more articulate. And, uh, you know, I don't know. This is a little weird for me. It's a little bit harder for me to just sit here randomly on my back porch, gazing around, talking to myself at the risk of looking like some kind of psychopath to anybody that might be walking by. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe this will be something I start doing a little more regularly. Just kind of come up with a topic, whether it be like in-depth tips and techniques, something a little more precise, or just some kind of talking point or opinion piece. I'd love to hear from y'all. If you think it's a great idea, reach out to me. Let me know. You can shoot me an email. I try to attach all that contact information. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's maybe something I start doing a little more often. Sometimes it's hard to find guests and get that commitment, but I can always come out here on my back porch and just ramble for a while if anybody's willing to listen. Again, though, thank you for listening, and you'll be receiving the updates very, very soon. Thank you for listening to Boundless Pursuit. Tune in each week as we bring stories and insight from uniquely talented anglers and outdoorsmen. And if you enjoyed this show, I want to hear from you. Be sure to leave a five-star review as this is going to drive the growth and exposure of this show. And if you have feedback or guest suggestions, I would love to hear from you. And you can reach me at boundlesspursuitfishing at gmail.com. For all other collections of media and contact information, please visit www.boundless-pursuit.com. 